Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Before we get started today, I just want to remind everyone to check out our blog. We're getting actually quite a bit of information on there lately because we've been trying to answer questions that people will write in and ask. So I just want to remind you to definitely check that out. Also, our courses. The Crash Course in Homeopathy, the MRSA course, and now our Homeoprophylaxis course. We're really excited about them and again, the feedback has been very impressive. We're really, really thrilled that so many people are enjoying it and claim that they're really learning a lot. So that's what it's all about. So I just wanted to remind you, please check that stuff out. Today, we are going to talk about women, women's health, and babies a little bit. Okay, we're just going to touch on it because I've kind of been putting this subject off because my plans are to do a course, a very in-depth good course about women's health and pregnancy and then we can probably throw in the whole baby thing in there too because mommies and babies are literally connected for the first year year and a half after that child is born they kind of have the same moods <laughs> same issues so it's it's kind of fun but today I had I had written a blog here I don't know that I don't know when it'll go up but it got me to thinking I talk I've been talking and, and I was like 50 podcasts or something like that up there now and you all are probably getting so you know me pretty well but I've really never talked about my life as a mother and what I experienced with my children and also the fact that yes I had several miscarriages and a lot of people are like shocked when they find out I had several miscarriages because I have 11 live children but I, I kind of tell the story in the blog of my first miscarriage but before that <laughs> it was kind of funny because my husband and I yeah and don't get too shocked about this but we met at my going away party I was going um, let's join in service actually <laughs> and I was on a six-month delayed entry well you have to understand I come from a little town rural Minnesota if you didn't join the service or go to college what were you gonna do right and I we didn't have the money for college and there was no we didn't have access to like all the um, the programs that they have today so I thought what the heck I want to see the world why not join the service? So I did. Anyway, met my husband at my going away party and lo and behold I was supposed to be leaving the next Tuesday and then I got word that I was on delayed two more weeks. So here I had six months delayed entry. The last minute I had another two weeks. Well during that two weeks my husband and I went 
on a couple of dates. It was only a couple of official dates, but uh, he was working for a local farmer because he, he had just got mad and quit his job in the cities. And he decided to just kind of kick back just before I was we met. And so he was combining and plowing and doing all these fall projects for this farmer. And we were basically inseparable for that full two weeks. We got engaged a week and a half <laughs> after we met because we wanted to be able to tell everybody before I left for the service. And anyway, so it was just, it was a whirlwind romance and we were going to get married on my, the church, you know, agreed to let us get married on my Christmas vacation after boot camp and then he was going to follow me around. So it was going to be this wonderful, wonderful <laughs> world life together. Anyway, I was in the service about three days and I realized this was definitely not going to be a good life for a married couple, especially if the woman was the one in the service. And so at that point, I started trying to get out. And um, I was, so I was only in there. I think I didn't even finish boot camp. And I did get an honorable discharge, just so you all know. <laughs> okay, that's my story there. We get married in the middle of January instead of at Christmas time. We postponed the wedding just two weeks, got married, and we were married about three weeks. And my husband says, you know what, you didn't act like this before we got married. You better go to the doctor. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, I didn't, I, seriously, I thought well, I had some dread disease or something I must have picked up when I was in the service, but got to the doctor. I told him all my symptoms, and he said that he thought I was expecting, but it was too soon to tell. And I was to come back in three weeks. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you can't tell? He's, he says, isn't there something you could do? And he says, yeah, we could take a blood test, but they're expensive. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. I, I want to know. So he said, he took, he drew blood and he said, call back tomorrow at four o'clock and we'll let you know. So I called the clinic the next day at four o'clock. And actually, I suppose the doctor was so humored by me that he actually came to the phone himself. And he said, well, it's positive. And I'm like, oh. What does that mean? <laughs> he says, it means you are going to have a baby. Now you have to remember, I was 18 years old. I, I, I didn't know anyone that had kids. My mom had a baby when I was 15. But that all just seems so, I don't know, so long ago. And so I didn't know all the terminology and all this good stuff. Anyway, found out I was going to have a baby. And so I was really excited. But my symptoms, I did not have the morning sickness. I had cravings like crazy and I had fatigue. I could not stay awake. It was awful. So anyway, the point is, is some women have fatigue, some women have morning sickness, day sickness, night sickness. Some women have everything. And when we do do the birthing course, we like to we want to address all of these things, but there are a few things that are really, really interesting, that when a woman craves something, chances are she's actually got a bit of a deficiency going on, something more in her diet that she needs. And of course, it could just be the baby, because the baby, there's a wonderful book out there called A Wander with a Little Wonder by Dinesh Chowan. He was our teacher at seminar. He is probably the most interesting, fascinating, wonderful teacher out there. But Dinesh was so amazing. And he, like I say, he teaches Rajan's method. And so that's what we were there to learn. So this wonderful teacher has written several books. At that time, I think he'd only written two or three. I think he's maybe has nine now. But A Wonder with a Little Wonder. I bought that book from him. 
I came home and I sat down and I read it and I said, there we have it. I was so impressed because I had asked so many doctors and I had asked my mom and all the old timers and my grandmas. I would always ask them, why do I feel so different with every pregnancy? Oh, I don't know, dear. That's just the way it is. And, you know, I accepted that, but yet I didn't believe it. I accepted it because I had no other options. I read Dinesh's book and I, I had to write to him and I said, thank you. 11 babies. I felt not the same with any of the 11. It's kind of like, you know, you'll hear mothers say, oh, all these kids are not two two alike. And that's exactly what I have to say. 11 babies, no two alike. Their personalities are as different as night and day. And the thing is, is when I was expecting, I would feel different with every single pregnancy. Some of them I was so tired with I could hardly stand it. Some of them I, I one of my pregnancies I felt so pretty. Seriously I felt like a butterfly. I wanted to hug and kiss everyone and I was so happy and I actually went out and bought new clothes. It it was just the funniest thing and I don't shop. I I despise shopping. If I can't pick it up at the thread shed and you know I just I don't shop and it, it just it was amazing. Every pregnancy so entirely different. So anyway when I read his book I understood that the mother takes on the personality. She mirrors the way the baby feels. She mirrors so much of that child's traits that are there from the beginning of time. Once the mother, the baby's resting gently and quietly in, in the mother's womb, she begins to take on much of what he or she is experiencing, how she or he feels. So a lot of the food um, likes and dislikes can actually have a reflection on that too. But if it's severe, you know what? Just consider the fact that there might be a little bit of a deficiency in a particular area. I have a friend in Kentucky who I talk about all the time, obviously. <laughs> and, and but she has um, children that had CF. And someday I hope to do a show and, and have her explain to the world all her experiences with that situation because she is so learned and so fascinating that it's definitely worth its own show. But in the meantime, she said when she was expecting her first child, she said, Sue, she goes, and I hate McDonald's, but I couldn't stay away from the French fries. I would make my husband take me to McDonald's just so I could get those French fries. Anyway, later she learned that whatever type of oil they used to use back in the good old days, it was really rich in selenium. And again, we've talked about the deficiencies, in particular genetic dispositions and in that situation CF kids are deficient in selenium and anyway long story short it's just absolutely amazing how the mother will take on so much of what that baby is going to be like someday and I tell moms now now that I know about it I said keep notes keep notes about all the odd and peculiar and you don't have to share them with a child until they get older but it's it's just fun it's that connection and you will be connected to that child, they say, about a year and a half. Dinesh says that if you want to take a child's case, you can take the mother's case if he's not a year and a half old yet. So isn't that fascinating? I just love it. I absolutely love it. So that's why I think it's so important for young mothers, even grandmothers, to understand when they're watching their daughter and they're, they're saying, honey, you don't you don't normally act like this. You know, just um, kind of take notes. 
and you're going to start to see common denominators and you're going to start to see things manifesting before the child is even born that are huge a huge part of that child's life like say there's I can go through each and every one of my pregnancies and I can pretty much tell you how I felt my my mental state when I was pregnant and I have to laugh because there's so much of my child's personality in the way I felt not so much what I did but how I felt and how I felt about myself in the world it is it's very very funny the one child where I felt like seriously I could just tackle anything I painted the house seven and a half months pregnant and I painted the entire house peaks and everything climbing up and down the ladder taught all my kids how to hold a paintbrush and paint and they were real little <laughs> my oldest was only nine and okay guys we're gonna paint the house and seriously there was nothing I didn't feel I could do and that's the child who at 15 decided he's gonna go to school nope mom I'm gonna do it he got a job paid it for his own gas and everything to go post-secondary and he's the one that ran off to Australia to pick out a wife so <laughs> you will not believe it when like say as you start having children and just their personalities just follow through it is hilarious okay so some of the other things that I wanted to touch on was like some cases some of the, the cases that I've taken with women who have either desired pregnancy or and been unable to have a baby or they've had a baby and then they can't have another one or whatever and so how does homeopathy help those women I can honestly say my very first case intake that I did after my seminar with Dinesh was a woman who had a child and then found that her second pregnancy was a tubular pregnancy and she the doctors gave her a choice to have it the baby surgically removed in the tube or to have a shot which would require no surgery she was a young mother and she didn't do the research and she said well let's just do the shot I have a baby at home you know type of thing well then after a reasonable amount of time she was hoping for an, a second pregnancy it wasn't happening wasn't happening still wasn't happening she was she had gone to the doctor and then she started doing the research and come to find out the shot that they had given her one of the side effects was sterility she just was so blown away so here here she wanted a large family and she was just devastated and her mom I met at this time she sent her to me and so I says well after hearing her history I says we're gonna do the pharmaceutical cleanup which we talk about in like the crash course which is the Nux Vomica, Arsenicum and Silica help clean up clean the pharmaceuticals out of the body and make the liver ship shape again so we did that with her I took her case and I was so excited because everything Dinesh said would happen did happen she walked right to her remedy and so I got the remedy ordered and I sent it to her and sure enough within a couple of months she found out she was gonna have a baby again so it was it was amazing and it was really the kind of case I needed to keep my excitement going so that I got to see something work so fantastically so that was like say my first case and since then I've had several cases of women that come that want to have babies and and haven't been able to um, one young woman again she had a child couldn't get pregnant again the second time and but in addition to all that she had rectal bleeding she had been doctoring for that they wanted to, to go further and do a colonoscopy and she was a little nervous about it so she had gone to a couple naturopaths but had not found help so she came 
And I said, let's just take your case, find your remedy. And so we did. And just like clockwork, we found her remedy. And she, we adjusted her potency, I think, once. And she, all her problems stopped. And next thing you know, she was expecting again. So just, this is what we see all the time, over and over and over again. And I just recently had a young lady, and this is what I think prompted all my discussion on the pregnancy issue because I was so, so excited. This young lady, it meant a lot to me. Very, very close to this this young person. And she had been married several years. And we knew for sure she had had one miscarriage, possibly a second one. But they were so early that there wasn't even time to even, you know, figure it out outside of just the, the temperature. And, but she would slap the pregnancy right away. So she, um, you know, just kept waiting, you know, it's all in God's hands type of thing. And then she had an accident. She had been thrown for her horse and she had a concussion. They took her in. Well, then they did a, but she was also having some pelvic pain because she had hit a rock, I guess, when she, she hit her head, but she also hit a rock with her pelvic bone because she fell on a face and so they did an, um, an x-ray and they found that she had a or a cat scan and she had a, a cyst on her right ovary they said it was about five millimeters and they said you should that may go in on its own but you should probably get it you know think about getting it removed she says well I've been having pain for quite some time and they said well if you continue having that pain definitely get it removed so she talked to me and I said well cysts are pretty easy to get rid of homeopathically so let's just give me you know a couple months we'll see what we can do and I, so I took her full case intake, and because I knew this young lady so well, I, I knew her remedy during the case take, and then afterwards, I'm like, to myself, you know, I'm doing all the typing and putting the case together, I'm like, that can't be her remedy. It, should, it just it doesn't seem like her, you know, and I intellectualized it away. I gave her two other remedies that worked amazingly well, and she, her, all her pain went away. She felt great, but then a few months later, the side pain started coming back again. Um, so she went to the doctor, she got, she says, I'm just going to go in because I just, you know, she just really felt like she needed a real doctor. And the doctor did a full exam, they did an ultrasound, and then he says, well, the cyst is gone. And he says, I'm just not seeing anything that would prevent a pregnancy. He says, but I'd like to run a course of antibiotics just as a broad spectrum to maybe get rid of any infection that may be there. And so I told her, I says, you call the doctor back and find out exactly what he's trying, wants to give you those antibiotics for because you deserve to know what he suspects. Well, after a couple of days of runaround, she said the doctor didn't suspect anything. It was just something he always did when he was going to start doing a protocol with a woman trying to have a baby. And I'm like, well, that's just stupid. I says, don't do that. She goes, I'm not gonna. And I said, just, you know what? I'm just going to send your case in to the doctor I work with because I'm, like I say, we're too close. I said, so we sent the case in. The doctor, she got back with me right away. She said, oh my gosh, Sue, this was such a good case. It was so much fun. She goes, I've never had this remedy before. And she said, so it was just, it was really refreshing for me. And this gal did such a great job in giving you her remedy. And I said, so she told me what the remedy was. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly what I thought it was. But I intellectualized it away. So we put her on that remedy. And I kid you not, two months went by. She's expecting. So over f almost four years and now she's expecting so we are so excited for her and she's feeling great and it's just it that's what homeopathy does a lot of times you know and a woman can be so high strung that she, she has trouble conceiving and if she does conceive she has trouble caring because remember we talk about this all the time everything begins in the mind everything 
and then whatever our mind determines needs to be done with its emotion, frustration, fear, anxiety, it throws that externally in the form of a symptom. Remember? That's how when we case take, we learn their symptoms. And people say, do you want me to go to the doctor and get a test? Da, da, da. I says, you can if that makes you feel better. But that's not what I'm going to use to get your remedy. I'm going to use your symptoms. And so that's what we talk about. It's nice that they get all this test work done up front. Excuse me. Because then you can prove that the homeopathy worked. See what I'm saying? Love it. Okay. So that's how homeopathy works. And it always works. If, there's, if it's something like that, homeopathy will always work if you have a good doctor who knows how to find that remedy. Like I said, it, there's more and more learning the technique and it's foolproof, absolutely foolproof. That's what I love about it. it there's no more guessing. You can, you can take somebody's symptoms, you can rubric all their symptoms out and you might find 10 remedies that are in every single rubric, okay? If you don't know Rajan's system of the sensation method, what do you have that's going to narrow that down? You're going to end up trying all 10 remedies. Okay, and so this is just, I just like I say, I just love it. It's foolproof and hook, line, and sinker, you got it. So anyway, all of this reminds me of even when I was like women having trouble conceiving. When I was a little girl, I used to raise rabbits. And my dad told me that I could have as many rabbits as I wanted so long as I had enough to supply the table. So if I, at one point, I think I had 75 or 100 rabbits but they were all my pets and I loved them all equally but I had to pick and choose which ones I'd let my dad butcher or which ones I decided to sell or which ones you know of course obviously you have some that die because they got wet or whatever but it was my job to supply the table with rabbit meat and I learned very young in my raising rabbits that if you kept a doe away from with another doe or away from the buck for too long and I'm not, I'm not talking you know, like a month or two, but if you left her, if she was open for like four or five, six months, it would be almost impossible to have her bred back. Didn't matter how long you left her in with the buck, she would close herself off and she would not be able to have babies. And that's just the rule of nature. And my dad told me, oh no, that's why it's you know important to keep them. After they win their babies, you just wait those few days and you throw them back in or whatever. And so I learned all that real young. And when I became a homeopath, I didn't think about it. I thought that's just rabbits, you know, or whatever. But actually, it's it's much of the animal kingdom are like that. So as I get older, and now I'm doing homeopathy, and when I watch a, a remedy help a woman to conceive and carry a child, I can't help but think about go back to the the rabbits. Now you have to remember we're corporal. We're God made our bodies very corporal. They need food, they need exercise, they need all the same types of things the animals need. So what is it about it that's so organic that if there's something that is bothering that person, that corporal body, that mind is going to throw to the external. And we always talk about this, the first thing that suffers is the reproductive system because according to the corporal laws, the reproductive system is the least important thing to keep that body alive. So it's going to stop that reproduction until the rest of the body can balance and get healthy again or whatever needs to happen. So that only makes sense, right? So they may not be able to find anything physically wrong with that woman who is trying to conceive, but the mind is preventing it. So you find the right remedy, balance the body, and 
voila, we have a baby. That's why you so often hear of women that can't conceive for years and years and years. They adopt a baby and then what happens? They get pregnant because they no longer have the time to worry <laughs> about what's going on or worry about wanting a child or whatever. And because they've, they're expending their energy to this other infant and everything else relaxes. That's much the way a homeopathic remedy might work in a certain situation. So like I said, just the balance. It's all about balance. And somebody says to me, you know, oh, I don't want, think I want to take that remedy because, you know, that can't be me or whatever. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. It's not you. It's just like cures like. And so those are the types of symptoms that that particular remedy would induce. Therefore, when you take the remedy, the body balances and those symptoms go away. So anyway, all of those things, it's, you know, that's just the, the finite details of some of the things that go on within the body for con- conception and trying to conceive. But a lot of times, a women will, like I say, get pregnant. They'll be several weeks along and then they'll miscarry. You know, what's going on? Many times they can actually find you know, a blood clotting factor or, you know, some other organic things are actually happening in the body. Again, homeopathy is, I would trust homeopathy above and beyond all other treatments. I I really, truly would. I talked about my miscarriages and I was, um, my third pregnancy was a miscarriage, a horrific miscarriage. And I didn't have another miscarriage again until well, actually, probably my first, I, they suspect I miscarried a twin, my second pregnancy. My third pregnancy was actually the miscarriage. And then I probably miscarried a twin again later down the road. And then I had two more miscarriages between my last two children and then again two at the very end again. But I was going through a lot of really, really bad health problems before when I was in my early 40s because we were being exposed to a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's kind of that's another story but anyway it was very difficult but I did save two pregnancies because once I learned about homeopathy that they were I threatened for off and on for three months to miscarry those two babies and I'm thankful every day I was able to carry them so homeopathy does help and since that time I've helped a lot of young mothers to carry their babies when they had threatened miscarriages I mean everything from slight spotting to severe cramping and hemorrhage and they've been able to maintain the pregnancy so it's it's wonderful and a lot of times you'll see women they'll have babies and then they'll have retained placenta they don't know it till several weeks down the road and they start having odd odors and the doctors say oh you need a dnc well we have homeopathic remedies that are awesome we call them homeopathic dnc and which will be caliphylin, but I always add silica and again pyrogenium for the infection because once they know it, what happens? Things start to deteriorate and so you start to get that odor. And these remedies are so effective and so efficient that you, you just, you're in shock how quickly and how well they work. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> wow, why didn't we know about this before, right? So, you know, I just wanted to touch on all this because like down the road, we're gonna be doing a course but you need to know as well that if I was expecting, again, I would take cell salts every single day, just a low potency, 6X if you can find it, 12X would be the highest, but I would take a cell salt every day of my pregnancy. There, were, There's story after story, Kent writes a lot, he worked in an orphanage, he worked with a lot of expectant mothers, and there'd be story after story, and one that stuck in my mind so much was the story of a mother who, she's a young mother, and she had seven babies. Each baby was born apparently healthy, 
Within a year, this child would develop a hydrocephalus type symptoms and die. All seven babies died before they were a year old. Can you imagine? She had been doctoring with regular allopathic doctors. This was years ago, mind you, okay? So it was before all the testing and everything like that. So she was sent to Kent, and he went over all her pregnancies with her, and he went over all the situation. And this was a new thing for him, so he didn't really under, you know, he was going through, obviously, he looked at hydrocephalus, he looked at healthy baby being born, da-da-da-da-da. And he came up with a remedy for each trimester of her pregnancy. The first, the next baby that was born, which would have been her eighth, she had a healthy baby, and they just held their breath literally till the child was a year old. When the child didn't get sick and surpassed a year old, she continued having she ended up having like eight more healthy babies and she would do this every time these these homeopathic remedies I calcarb I can't remember all the remedies it was I'd have to look it up and I will do that for my podcast the the course when we when we do the course because it's such important information that again that was a genetic predisposition so he what he was doing is he was using what we call the polycrust remedies to alter change that genetic predisposition so that those children didn't end up with that open spinal fluid and it was it was an amazing story and I I think you know as when I was doing all my reading it was one of the stories that impressed me the most because I guess as a mother when I was reading it I was thinking how horrific how did that woman withstand that kind of trauma you know but she did and he helped her and they went on to have you know a wonderful family and so I I just wanted to share that with you. Some of the other things that I know people ask about are the, you know, are remedies, all remedies safe when you're pregnant? The answer to that is basically yes. The only remedy I ever remember Kent warning about was Apis. Never take Apis below a 30C when you're pregnant because it can work too quickly. And so stay above a 30C or at 30C with Apis because Apis, you know, is a natural diuretic and there's just a slight chance that you could lose too much umbilical water even. Some of the things that I would take if I was expecting again, now that I, you know, like supplements, I would never take a prenatal vitamin. I really wouldn't. Even if they're organic, I would, I don't think I would take them. I would find a good source of magnesium and calcium and I would take spirulina every day because that's a complete B and it's rich in folic acid as well. I would take vitamin E a good source of vitamin E and depending of course on the progesterone levels I would watch my temperature really really close and I tell women I says you know if you're even if you're not you know natural family planning even if you're not trying to conceive or if you're not trying to avoid conception or whatever I would still take my temperature because that temperature tells you more than you think it does you take your your temperature in the morning before you rise from bed before 7 a.m. so I mean, I've always been an early riser, so I can remember back in the day, I would take my temperature before I got out of bed and then, and and write it down. Don't think you're going to remember it because it's like a dream. You're not going to remember it, it even at 10 o'clock in the morning to go back and write it because if you do this day after day after day, you're going to say, what was that temperature again this morning? So just write it down. When conception takes place, that temperature should rise at least one full degree. Okay, and after 16 days, if your temperature doesn't drop again, you know you're pregnant. So that's the amazing part about it. And we'll go over all the pregnancy charts and you know how all that good stuff when I do the course. But also, the neat thing about the temperature is if you, when it rises, when it jacks up after you've conceived, that's a really good indicator as to how rich in progesterone, how much progesterone the body is producing. Because if if that temperature is having trouble rising that full degree 
that means progesterone is not being produced like it should be. And so you could threaten a miscarriage if that you don't have that good jack in temperature. And so I know this last young lady, I asked her what her temperature was doing because I had told her, start taking your temperature. That way you're going to know what's going on with your body. So she did, and she said she easily has, it's a strong full degree and even higher. So that's, that's very indicative that her progesterone is, is in good standing. So with mothers who do not have that good, easy, full degree rise in temperature, I sometimes will give them a SAR code, the progesterone SAR code, to help their body upregulate the progesterone. We've saved quite a few babies just doing that because these mothers who tend to slough the pregnancy at five weeks, that's because the progesterone just isn't there, isn't? And so we upregulate that and that helps, you know, all, it's all the difference in the world. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on all these things because it's, it's so fascinating how a body will just not be doing what it's supposed to be doing just because of one simple little imbalance. Um, and of course, we have situations whether you know the poly ovarian cystic syndrome. It's that's a different story. Okay, that's more of a thyroid issue, and I'm not saying that can't be fixed either. Um, then there's the um, you know women who have had you know just where their menses is very irregular or heavy or non-existent, and so they've gone on you know the pill to help regulate that. That's a different story. That's a different scenario. A lot more work to try and get that body to turn around, if we can get it to turn around. But it's not hopeless, okay? There again, that was that's an entirely different story. So I'm, I'm not touching on that today. I'm just talking about how amazing homeopathy is with, you know, everything. And like I said, I would even choose this over anything else. Um, homeopathy for any of those other, you know, hormone problems. I know I had one young lady the other day said, oh, you got to help me with my hormonal problems. And I, I started laughing. I says, it's not quite that easy because you've got to get a whole f- system to turn around and get it to try and start producing its own hormones. I've had some luck with that. It, it is more difficult because that's usually so, it's very deep-seated, a lifelong deep-seated. But I know I was talking to the doctor I work with and she said that they're making great strides in this area as well. So we are very hopeful that we're going to be able to help more women in the very near future in that direction as well. So with all that, I am actually going to let you go. And I, I hope I haven't discouraged anyone or gotten anyone's hopes up so much that, you know, <laughs> but it is exciting. I, like I said, this last one meant a lot to me and I was, I was so excited. And I see this more than not. The wonderful results that homeopathy brings about when it comes to helping women have babies. I just I, I just love it. And then the babies are healthy and they're born without, you know, synthetic drugs and they're born without, you know, any other problems, no genetic problems. It's just wonderful because the body has done it naturally. So with that, I'm going to let you go. And I thank you so much again for listening. It's it just, it's exciting. All right. So take care and may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.